you'll have more clients, you'll have all the things that you're looking for, and then you have more freedom. Okay, everyone, welcome to the Fail Fast podcast. Today, we have a special guest from North Carolina. She's a freedom coach, an author, a mother, and with us today, we have Rachel Gilmore. How are you, Rachel? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here today. Awesome. Rachel, with um, coach, mother, speaker, all of this, how do you have time? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question. People ask me that all the time. I think it's about being very intentional about where you spend your time. That's the biggest thing because we all have time for the things that we love and that we enjoy, right? That's true. Yes. We make time. Yeah. So I think time is something that a lot of people use as an excuse. So Rachel, why don't you tell us what is, what's a freedom coach? So for me, a freedom coach is um, I work with clients who are primarily entrepreneurs or small business owners, mm-hmm. people who are here to serve humanity at a greater capacity. They're not here to be average. They're here to be extraordinary. And so many of them decided to become entrepreneurs or to become business owners because they had like this internal drive. And so that internal drive is like the motivating force behind them, right? But Mm -hmm. so many of them are so caught up in the doing that they lose sight of themselves. And so they get burnt out, they get exhausted, um, they start having health problems or their relationships aren't great. And so they come to me and they're like, they're at this place in their life where something's falling apart and something's not right. And what I do is I help them discover the truth of who they are like who they really are, help them get clarity on themselves and so that they can be authentic and they can be vulnerable and they can show up from this place of freedom to express themselves, to truly authentically be themselves. And when you do that, you show up in the world as your most authentic self. You not only give other people permission to be their most authentic selves, but um, you no longer care. Like you're not motivated by the fears that once motivated you. Motivated by like your highest purpose. You're motivated by something far greater, and um, that's freedom. You know, and in that place, when you're in alignment, when you're operating from your heart space, from your own authentic space, then um, I believe that when you're in alignment, everything else opens up. So. Your relationships will improve. Your business will improve. You'll have more clients. You'll have all the things that you're looking for. And then you have more freedom to have more time, more time freedom to travel, to explore, to have adventures, to do all the things that you love. So it's coming back to knowing yourself. It's kind of the beginning of having total freedom. Very good. Very good. And talking about the having the time for travel, I noticed that you don't stop. You go. You're everywhere. Is that is that right? Yeah. So I caught this uh, travel bug, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've always loved traveling. I've done a lot of traveling within the United States. Um, I go out west every chance I can get, and um, I love to explore and see new places. And 
recently I spent five weeks in Southeast Asia exploring through Thailand and, and Indonesia. And it was the most life-changing experience I've ever experienced. I've been working on personal development and self-help and, and all of these things for so many years. I mean, really since I was 19. So for the last, um, almost 20 years, I've been working on this and that, that five weeks of being outside of my comfort zone of being in a new environment of being on the other side of the world, it really catapulted me to a whole new level of being and really of freedom that um, my life will never be the same ever again. That is, that's amazing. And you mentioned being outside of your comfort zone. That's, that's something that's very important to me because I know when I'm outside of my comfort zone, it means that I, I feel I'm, I'm going to achieve something. Uh, I'm either going to have a big failure or I'm going to have some big success. Mm -hmm. and, and that's one of the reasons of this podcast is to, to actually let people know that it's it's a good thing to be outside mm -hmm. of your you know outside of what you know and have have a bit of fear yes all change happens outside of your comfort zone i mean all change does that's that's the only way you can change really is getting outside of your comfort zone and so one of the things that i teach is getting really comfortable being uncomfortable with being okay with being uncomfortable and knowing that if you're here to make a big difference in the world and make a big impact and have a big transformation, then you're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to get really comfortable being uncomfortable. And then when that thing that was once really uncomfortable becomes comfortable, it's time for you to move up to the next thing. And it's, it's a constant of facing your fears and like moving up to the next level. And I like, I like apply that to like rock climbing, right? Cause I like to rock climb. It's like when you get comfortable on one route, it's time to move on the next one. That's going to challenge you. You got to, you got to keep challenging yourself. Oh, that's that's something I, I I've never done rock climbing, and mm. I did see one of your pictures, and you were hanging with one arm. <laughs> wow. wow, that's pretty cool. So tell me about that uh, being outside the comfort zone. What was it about? Was it the culture over there? Was it the um, uh, the sceneries? Was it? I think it's the fear of the unknown. Okay, you know because. You know, and you mentioned that you lived in Europe um, for 20 years, but we don't know what we don't know. So when we're, when we live in the United States and we're comfortable with our surroundings, you know, you think about going to the other side of the world where you don't know the language, you don't know the money, you don't know the, the, the drive, how they drive, they drive on the opposite side. They're like all of these things. It's just the fear of the unknown. We don't know what we don't know. And sometimes we fear that thing. We get so comfortable that um, so many people are like, they why would anybody want to try something they don't know? Like I have a sister who's like, I have no desire to like leave the United States, right? For some people, they just don't have that desire. I think for those of us who are entrepreneurs, it's, it's this drive that's within us. But it's just, it was the fear of the unknown. Like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. I don't know if I'm going to arrive at the airport and I don't know how to get to where I'm supposed to go. I don't know if, I don't know if they're going to know my language. I, like, it's just the fear of the unknown. But when you face it, you're like, oh my gosh, what was I afraid of? Like, what? Why was I even afraid? It was the most amazing experience. But you don't know that until you face that fear. And I think if like people would just grasp if you have this fear, like face it 
And then you're going to realize, whoa, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And if you fail, you learn something from it. And if you succeed, then the next time you go to face a fear, you've now got this new belief system that it's not as difficult. Like you're strengthening that muscle, that facing your fear muscle. And the more you strengthen that muscle, the more, the easier it is to go after your fears. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I can relate to that. I, when I, when I moved from Europe and uh, came back to Canada, I had been 20 something years away and I moved to this city up north to work in the oil field and I didn't know anybody. I had never been there. I didn't know anything. And it was the first time I ever saw temperatures below zero mm -hmm. and it was actually not minus 40 one day, <clears throat> sorry, one day and minus 40 Celsius is the same as minus 40 Fahrenheit. And a friend of mine called me from Europe and he was telling me how cold it was because it, it was like uh, almost negative temperatures over there. And here I was with minus 40. And because I didn't know what could happen to me, I was afraid if, if, I, if I took deep breaths with my mouth, I could freeze my lungs. I didn't know if my ears were going to break. And I was walking outside on the way to the hotel and I was thinking, I don't know if I'm damaging my body by breathing, if what should I do? And it was just things that other people consider it's normal and everybody was walking around all normal. And I was so afraid because I've never experienced it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, now it's a everyday thing and I've been here for another 11 years. Yeah, just becomes normal, right? Exactly. So Rachel, tell me with, uh, with all these experiences that you had in the States, outside of the States and throughout your life, uh, what is a failure that you had? You had? So um, about, let's see, I guess about four and a half years ago, I, um, I was completely different place than I'm at right now. Um, I had what I would call my dream home, you know, the big home that everybody dreams of having. Um, I had, I was married, three daughters, and I owned, um, I think at that time, three or four different businesses, very successful. Like if you looked at me from the outside, I had it all. I had the, the beautiful family, the beautiful home, you know, everything that I wanted. And, um, and on the inside, I was a mess. I was like dying. I was searching outside of myself for fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And um, to kind of find a sense of purpose, a sense of fulfillment, like something within me wasn't content. So I was constantly searching outside of myself for different things. And, um, and one, of the th one of the things that I had is I had a personal training studio. I had a pet resort. Um, my now ex-husband and I owned a, a construction company. And in the personal training was kind of my passion. The pet resort it was just a business that I started because I wanted to start a business. And I went to Google, like, what is a business that will withstand um, the economy crashing, you know? And anything dealing with pets was like, so I was like, okay, I'm going to start this pet resort. And it was amazing and it was fun. And I loved the startup of it, but I didn't enjoy like the daily grind of the, the long days, the long hours of working with the animals. Um, so, I, so I went and started this other business of personal training. And um, I did personal training, I did group fitness instruction, I did nutrition, all these different things I did in this 
this arena. And what was happening with me is I was feeling fulfilled in helping other people. So it felt really fantastic for me to help other people. And so I also coached CrossFit um, part-time and I spent a lot of time in the CrossFit gym myself. And because I was un unhappy and my relationship was on the rocks with my now ex, um, I had a lot going on on the inside and I was going to the gym to get out my frustrations, if that makes sense. Yeah. I know a lot of people do that. It was like my stress reliever, which I now know like the worst thing you could do if you're stressed is go put your body under more stress. And that's what I was doing um, all the time. So I was working really long. I was getting up at like five o'clock in the morning to teach a 5.30 a.m. boot camp class and have clients. And then I would go and do CrossFit. It was just this, this, this lifestyle that I was trying to keep up with. And I was in the CrossFit gym one day and doing handstand push-ups, and I literally fell to the ground. And I knew something wasn't right. Like I could feel my body getting weaker. I could feel my clothes getting a little bit tighter. And, um, you know, for anybody who's in that fitness world, that kind of becomes your identity, right? And I was like, it's, I'm losing this identity of, like, being this fitness person. And um, by the time I got to the doctor, they said – we, they wanted to hospitalize me because my adrenals had failed and my endocrine system was starting to shut down on me. And I was starting to have a lot of symptoms. And one of them was fatigue and the other one was weight gain. And a lot of things were happening. And I found that I could hardly get out of bed in the morning. And so at that point in my life, that was kind of the catalyst for my whole transformation to bring me to where I am today. I ended up closing my fitness business. I stopped coaching CrossFit. I ended up giving my the pet resort to my sister who now owns and operates the pet resort um, I ended up going through a divorce and moving out of my dream home into a small little townhouse um, like I like everything fell apart and for a while I felt like I was a failure like here I was on the top and I lost it all like I failed and then at some point I realized and I know you're probably gonna ask me this question but I realized like that was the catalyst to get me to where I am today. So a lot of people who knew me, they felt bad for me. Like I was a failure. You know, people, when I, especially when I started gaining weight, I would see people in the grocery store and people would make comments. They're like, you're letting yourself go or like what's going on with you or like it was a thing. And I was struggling with it. Like, yeah, I totally lost my identity. Not only did I lose my identity as being like this fitness person and I ran all the time and all this stuff, like now I'm losing my businesses and now I'm like moving out of my dream home into a townhouse. Like that was, um, that was a time in my life. I don't look at it now as a failure, but yeah, you no, it's. Uh, I believe that it's only a failure when you give up on it, right? If you if you continue working on it, and we tell now, of course, that that failure, so called, turn you into uh, probably into what you are now. Yes. So is that is that the the positive outcome of it? Is that you you found yourself from that? Yeah. So what I what I realized is that I had to like my identity that I had. I had this, this identity in having all of the things I had this identity in, um, the image, the body image, you know, and when I, when I, when all that came crashing down per se, then I could begin to rebuild 
from an authentic, like that was all fear-based. That was all of that was accomplished out of fear of not being good enough. Mm -hmm. And so when all of that fell away, then I could begin to rebuild on a foundation of love of coming to know me, who am I? And so I've rebuilt, like that was all built on fear. And when it came crumbling down, like I rebuilt on love of myself and unconditional acceptance of myself and like who I am is good enough. And um, yeah, I've, I've completely and utterly rebuilt my entire life and I'm happier than I've ever been in my entire life. And um, like, you know, I'm traveling, I'm doing, I'm doing my business. I have never been like, I'm so fulfilled in my business, but it's because I identified who I am and I got in touch with myself and got clarity around what is it that I'm really here to do before I was just looking for things to fulfill me. Now I'm not so much looking for things. I'm going within and saying, what is it that I'm here to do? What brings me the most joy? What do I love mm -hmm. doing? What am I here to do? And I'm doing that. And, I, and it requires me to consistently face my fears. It requires me to every time that like that mindset of wanting to feel um, like a victim because um, I struggled. I mean, let's be real. I struggled when I when I when I left my husband. I had nothing, and um, he didn't want me to leave. And so he basically said to me, "We had, you know, the one business that we had together was very successful, multiple six figure income." He said, "If you walk out, you need to understand that you're walking out, and you're you're walking away with nothing." And at that point, I was like, "I have two choices. I could walk away and start my life over with nothing, or I could fight him." And I could, you know, hire an attorney and I could go through the courts and I could da 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 to get to get half. And I decided that the stress was not worth it. I'm gonna start over from scratch and I'm gonna rebuild. And that's what I've done. I walked away and opened my first banking account on my own with like $40 in it or something. Like I started over from scratch with nothing and I've rebuilt my life that way. Um and so it's been, it's been, there's been times where I was like, my, my oldest daughter, she's now 16. She would say, mom, please go get a job because I can't stand to see you. Can't stand to see you like this. Um, cause it was hard. It was hard when you're like, how am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to keep my car? How am I going to, you know, put food on the table this week? I mean, it's there, there were moments where I was on my knees on the ground, like praying to God, begging, pleading. Like, I know you have a plan for my life. What do you want from me? And I was in so much pain, just crying out like, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? And, um, so it wasn't, um, it wasn't always easy, but it was so worth it. That's, uh, amazing. I, 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 I went through something similar and I had the same mentality as the why me? Why is it always me? And and I see it differently now. And it's um, the gratitude. You hear everybody talking about the gratitude. And I used to, I couldn't see the things that I had to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. And it's the simple things. Like I, I open my taps. I have water come out, right? How many people don't? And um, I can't remember his name, but there's a, you know, this motivational speaker. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't have arms or legs. Have you yes. Ever seen him? And I can't remember his name, but it's so fantastic. How happy he can be. Yes. And how grateful he is for, for everything he has. While there are obviously things that he doesn't have. And I'm like, oh my goodness, how can that be? 
So yes, that's the, the mentality I, I try to force on myself now is be grateful. Always don't, it's never about why me, it's like, why not me, right? There's <laughs> it's happening for me, not to me. That's been a big thing for me. It's like everything that happens is happening for me so that I can grow, so that I can learn, so that I can become. And if it didn't happen, I wouldn't be who I am today. So that goes from like shifting from victim to empowerment when we can make that simple shift of when we want to say, why is this happening to me? It's not happening to you. It's happening for you. And, and uh, gratitude was such a huge part of my transformation. I would, you know, one of the things I, I taught early on when I was going through this, when I first started coaching was the quickest way to move from fear to love energetically is through writing gratitude. And I would sit down with my gratitude journal and I would write until I would cry. And I would say, if you don't know what to write, you're grateful for. Hey, if I come into your house tomorrow and I took away all your forks and I gave them back to you a month later, you think you'd be grateful for your forks? Like, mm. are you grateful for your pillow? Like, come on now. You can be yeah. like, because people say, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to be grateful. I'm like, everything. Write it all down. Just be grateful. I'm and one of those. Changes your perspective when you can be grateful for everything. You start realizing, like, it's not as, life isn't as bad as I think it is. So, Rachel, um, you're also an author. Uh, are you, uh, what kind of books did you write? Is it about yourself? Yes. Yeah, so I've co-authored two books. I'm writing my own book right now. Um, the two books that I've co-authored are both geared towards female entrepreneurs. Um, one of them is about being unstoppable in life and in business. And I shared a story because shortly after I went through all of that, where I closed my businesses and went through a divorce and all that, I lost um, my big brother who was like my best friend in the world. Sorry. And when I lost him, I thought my, oh, that just added to, right? Just added to everything. Um, and how I kept going when I was at like the darkest moments in my life, how did I keep going? What, what motivated me to keep going instead of just giving up? And so I wrote about that in this book that I co-authored and, um, and in writing, it was so healing for me, it was such a healing, powerful way for me to like, it's like writing gratitude. It, it allowed me to have a different perspective on how everything had happened in my life. And um, it was just, yeah, yeah. So for me, writing is about sharing with people um, what is possible because I think so many of us, when we're in it, we think we're the only ones going through it. And if we can read a story of somebody else who's went through something similar or even more difficult than what we're presently going through at the moment in time, it gives us hope that we can keep going too. And so in writing, that was my, that was my reason for writing was to inspire hope in somebody that no matter what they were going through, that they can come through on the other side and they can they can love their life. They can live a life that they love. It doesn't matter what you're going through. And I could go back and tell you stories from childhood, from abuse and, and uh, you know, different things that happened in my life that were very painful that have made me who I am today. And it doesn't matter what my past is. I get to create my future. I get to create it. And so living very intentionally and doing the practice of whatever it takes to change your life, do it. And you can create whatever you want for your future. It doesn't matter what your past looks like. So that was what writing was for me. It was just expressing to people that hope that 
that um, it goes back to what we said just a moment ago about um, life's not happening to you. It's happening for you and, and, and looking for that. Nice. I, uh, I love how, how positive you are about things. That's so great. Thank you. So um, Rachel, what is, what is one of the books that has, is there a book that has changed you and that has given you, you know, what, that help that you just mentioned? There's so many. <laughs> I love to read. I read a lot, actually. And, um, you know, when I was sick and my body was um, fatigued and, and when I went through the weight gain and all those things, the, the book that I read that was really helpful for me at that time in my life was Louise Hey, You Can Heal Your Life. That really shifted my mindset um, and was kind of a, a catalyst for the beginning stages of my healing of my my emotions with my body and seeing how they, they, um, they're so interconnected. And then the next book that was, that I can think of that was the most powerful for me was the untethered soul by Michael Singer. That book really, really just, I went and bought several copies for, for everybody that I loved because it had such an impact on me. And then more recently, and I've given you more than one, I hope that's okay. Yeah, that's more okay. recently, um, I've been reading um, Mark Batterson's books and this book he wrote called um, In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day was just so impactful. So different stages of my journey, different books have went along with me that have really helped me maybe, maybe move through to the next stage. Um, so depending on which stage you're in, where you're at in your journey, but that last one I just read and, and I'm reading, sometimes I read three or four at a time. I've, I think I've got like four going on right now. Um, but yeah, Didn't. in a pit with the lion, in a pit with a lion on a snowy day by Mark Batterson was, has been, um, one of those that just kind of like, Oh, I'm here for a like divine purpose and I'll never give up. I will never quit and I will never stop facing my fears and I will never lay down and I will never be a victim and I will never feel sorry for myself. Like I'm here to change the world and I'm going to keep going no matter what. That was that kind of book. Nice. I took notes. I wrote it down. So, <laughs> I'll put it on the show notes and I'll also uh, make sure I'll have a, a listen to that. Like I said, I, I can't focus, so I won't be able to read it, but I'll listen to it for sure. Awesome. There we go. In a pit with a lion on a snowy day. Yes. Gotcha. That is great. Okay, uh, Rachel, so since you love helping people, there is, of course, there's a ton of people out there that need help, and most of them don't even know that they need help. Mm -hmm. And probably, if you would have asked me a couple years ago, I would always say, I don't need help from anybody, because I didn't know, and that's the thing is, I don't know what I don't know. And I didn't know uh, everything. I didn't know, I thought I knew everything, and I knew nothing. And now that I changed, and I can see that I don't know anything. And I'm learning every day. And if I had, if I had the help uh, a few years back, I, things could have been so much better and accelerated everything that I've learned since. So if if there's people out there that that need help and they want to get in touch with you. Um, how can they find you? Where do they find you? So I'm on 
um, Facebook is Rachel Gilmore and Instagram, uh, Rachel Marie Gilmore, uh, LinkedIn. I'm all over the place. You can, you can find me just about anywhere. Snapchat. Let's see where else. Yeah. I've, I'm pretty much out there all over the place right now. Um, and there's a couple of different Rachel Gilmore's. I think on Facebook it's Rachel Gilmore. Um, transformational speaker maybe i should have looked that up before this but oh I'll, I'll put the link on the show okay. notes so uh so they can know which one is the official <laughs> yeah thanks thanks you know and i think that when it comes to to coaching it's it's about accountability it's about support it's about guiding people to their own inner truth it's not about what works for you is is not necessarily what's going to work for me. So I'm not here to tell you necessarily what to do. I'm here to guide you to your own inner truth. Mm -hmm. And that's the most powerful thing I think about working with a coach is, 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 um, cause you don't know what you don't know. And I look at like the most famous, this, this actually one of the books that I'm reading right now is called uh, relentless. And he coached, um, all these famous basketball players, including Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan ended up working with this guy, I think for like six years. And the reason he worked with him is because he realized that if he was going to be the best, he had to work with somebody because they didn't know what he didn't know. And I think that so many people don't, don't realize they need help until they have this catalyst in their life that forces them to realize, I'm not where I want to be. Something's not right. I need help. Um, and that's the perfect time for people to begin to realize that they need to work with a coach or somebody, a mentor, and it can, it can catapult you so much further in your business than where you can get on your own. I know because I work with a coach, I've been working with coach for the last, uh, what, four years now consistently. I'll never not work with coach ever again in my life because I don't know what I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. I, like I said, I, I wish, I wish that I had that mentality uh, way back. It was. Well, anyway, can't change the past, but like you said, we can change and decide our own future, and that's yes. the greatness of it. So it's great to see that, of course, your failures—they didn't, they didn't, they slowed you down, but they didn't stop you. And that's the important thing: is that we actually learn from our failures and grow from it. And uh, Rachel, I appreciate you sharing your story and not being not being afraid to to let it out. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share with you. Yeah, no problem. I, uh, I appreciate your time, Rachel. I want to thank you for coming on the show. If, um, if there's one thing, one thing that the people listening right now, if there's one thing that they would remember and learn, what would you want them to, mm -hmm. to do? You know, it sounds so simple, but it's so true. Like, Anything is possible, and if you have a dream or you have a vision, you have that dream or you have that vision. You've been given it because you also have every single thing within you right now at this moment that you need to accomplish it. So I believe that we've been given dreams because we are the ones who are to bring them to the light, to the world. So whatever your dream is that you have in your heart, you have everything you need within you to so bring it to the world and don't ever stop and don't ever give up until you bring it to the world because somebody needs it. We need it. Yeah. And you never know who's, who's listening. Mm -hmm. And there's always, there's always somebody out there listening. And uh, do you believe in the ripple effect? 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're changing people's lives. Yeah. So um, uh, let's see, what's his name? David Hawkins wrote a book called Power Versus Force. And this, I'll never forget this as long as I live. Um, in this book, he goes through vibrational frequencies. And, um, and he says one person, one human being vibrating at the vibrational frequency of love which they can, they can track that, they can tell your vibrational frequency, will counterbalance 750,000 people vibrating at the frequency of fear. So we're, we're all energy, we're all vibrating, whether we think we are or not, we are, right? So one person in the vibrational frequency of love counterbalances 750,000 people in the vibration of fear. So you healing yourself, you working on yourself, you getting to know yourself, you learning to love yourself unconditionally, you becoming, embodying that energy of love. And it's not the romantic type of love. It's like this this unconditional love Mm -hmm. of accepting yourself so completely for who you are that you counterbalance we're always impacting. We're always making a difference if we're working on ourselves. And I think that that's the most powerful thing that um, we can do is to, is to work on becoming the greatest versions of ourselves. Nice. Can you, can you repeat that book? That's, that's very interesting. It's Power Versus Force is the name of the book. And just looking to see if I have it sitting here on my bookshelves. I think it's David Hawkins is the author of that book. Okay. I'll, I'll add it to the show notes. That's, <laughs> that's something very interesting. I got to look into that. Perfect. Rachel, again, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for, for spending time with us and sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you so much.